Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, I'm Rohit from LifestyleMastery.com and today I'm excited to have Natalie Sison, who's known as a suitcase entrepreneur because since 2006, uh, she's been traveling the world and living out of a suitcase while running an awesome business. She's a writer, author, speaker, blogger, and, uh, and down-to-earth entrepreneur. Natalie has been living around the world for past six years and has been to more than 17 countries while running her, running her business. Natalie started her blog, Suitcase Entrepreneur, to chart her journey as an entrepreneur and to learn from other amazing entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks so much. Awesome. So, uh, you know, I'm really interested to know, uh, you know, how did you get into the crazy world of entrepreneurship? I did it after quitting my job because I just didn't want to go back to a corporate job anymore and not the type of corporate jobs that I were doing, which were well paid and high profile, but just miserable. Um, so I actually took myself off to Canada where I'd never been and took myself to a bunch of networking parties in the startup scene just to see what was possible. And it was there that I actually met my future business partner and we co-founded a tech company. So that was back in 2008. So I had no idea really what we were doing, but I could put my skills that I'd learned throughout my corporate jobs to use and marketing and business models and business development and branding and onboarding of you know new customers and yeah, figuring it out along the way. But that was my first sort of Dabble in entrepreneurship was co-founding a tech company in Canada. Okay. And so were you studying in Canada uh, or did you, uh, you know, no, I went there to play ultimate Frisbee and start a business. That was my only plan. So um, yeah, that was exactly what I did. And no, I had done all my studying well before um, mm. and then had about eight years in the corporate world and then just was like, no, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way to do work that you love um, and get paid well for it and also make a difference. And so while I was at um, co-founding that company, I actually started a blog and it was called Woman's World at the time. Uh, and it was basically reaching out to women entrepreneurs around the world to sort of see how they'd been successful, especially those in tech companies, because there were so few that were co-founders and interviewing them and also charting my own journey into this world of entrepreneurship. And that blog ended up becoming the suitcase entrepreneur because it actually became, well, I just realized that I loved it more than the business that I was running and I wanted to turn it into a business. And uh, I built a pretty cool little small community and I just love blogging and creating content and so, yeah, I think it was about a year and a half into the tech company that my business partner and I chatted and he said, you know what, you're really good at this blogging stuff. Maybe you should figure it out and turn it into a business and do it full time. And uh, took a little bit longer than I thought, but that's what eventually became the Suitcase Entrepreneur and a whole brand and portfolio of courses and workshops and retreats and books and speaking came off the back of it. So it was a pretty wild ride and a lot of work, but it's been amazing. Got it. And uh, so, so what happened to the tech company? Did you sell off your your share, uh, shares to to the co-founder, or did you? No, I actually um, left my shares within it, and I had a. F I also helped them raise finances and capital. So there's uh, several of my friends and family who have invested in it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's still going strong. 11 years later and it's actually doing really, really well. It's one of the number one crowdfunding sites 
called Fundraiser. You can find it on Facebook and um, they've morphed their business model a lot, but um, they've received millions and millions and millions through their fundraising platform. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really amazing to see them doing so well. Got it. And so, you know, what are different ways you make money f- from blogging? Well, there's lots. <laughs> when you want to start out, I don't actually blog to make money anymore, but okay. on the Suitcase Entrepreneur site, uh, there's several ways. You can be an affiliate to recommend products and services that you love. So I loved tons and I still do. I love using tools to run an online business. And so whenever I write a review about them or I talk about them in my blog, then I'd have an affiliate link in there. Um, I would do webinars with some of the tools and services. So if they were selling a course or their tool, I would get a commission from that. I also had eBooks that I was selling on my site. So whenever I do blog challenges, I'd often turn them into eBooks and sell those. Um, And it's pretty crazy how quickly that all adds up audio books as well. And then I started actually running courses online. So my first one was an in-person boot camp, all about using social media to run your business. And then I actually turned that into an online course. And I've probably launched about 30 courses over the last six or seven years. Um, I've also run workshops and retreats and masterminds. So yeah, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. I had about eight different revenue streams coming in, sponsorships for my podcast, um, advertising as well, but I pretty much didn't love that model so much. So I really liked selecting who I got to showcase and shine the light on and um, working out great partnerships with them. Okay. And, and you know, somebody who's just beginning the journey, uh, you know, what is the, uh, what is the easiest way to, to start uh, building on your, on your income? Yeah, you know, somebody who's working a corporate job, they want to get out of it. Uh, so what would be your advice to them? Where do I start? Well, first of all, I'd figure out what you really, really love doing in life. And then I'd make a game plan about how you're going to incorporate more of that into your life. So um, I have a course called Idea to Income and it kind of goes right into that. And it really does look at what you're good at, what you enjoy doing and what people will pay you for. And that's exactly what I did when I quit my job in 2008. I looked at those three intersections and at the intersection of those things was my sweet spot. And so really then it's just about figuring out what business model is going to suit your personality, your skill set and help you become financially free. Um, And that could be that you start a side hustle while you're still in a job, um, testing out this thing that you want to provide, a service or a product or it could even be an app. Um, You can go freelancing depending on what skills you have and um, just start getting paid hourly for some of that work or contracts and then see whether you want to build that into a business and build a team. Um, and yeah, or you could just go full on into starting a business, but I think there's just more opportunity than ever today to start small and experiment and do it quite cheaply without having to invest tons and see what works and then continue to experiment and uh, work on that until you've got a viable business model that really suits you and your lifestyle, which is the most important thing. Okay, so Natalie, you said you've uh, run 30 courses uh, in the past six years. So, so which is the most popular course which people can, uh, can look into? Uh, it's called The Freedom Plan, actually, and it's the same name of my book that I bought out a couple of months ago. So that uh, program became so popular and there was so much that people learned in it that I then distilled some of the best bits into this book because I really felt like more people should be learning it. Um, so, yeah, it's still my most popular course to date. It's, um, 
it just really covers off on your mindset, your business and lifestyle and how to make all of those things merge so that you're living your best life. But it's also really about people who don't want to be working super long hours for very little money. It's all about how do you actually allow your business to run without you? How do you streamline it? How do you systemize it so that it's profitable and purposeful, but it's not taking over your life? Okay, and, 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 and you know, what is the best way to sell a course or an information product, uh, like, a, like an ebook? Personally, these days I use Teachable. I mean, there's about, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of different service providers now that allow you to have courses online. When I first started out, you had to integrate WordPress with another plugin and then with a payment system and then an affiliate system, and it was all quite clunky. Um, and these days there's things like Teachable and Thinkific uh, and... Kajabi and all of them are essentially learning management systems that allow you to create a course online within minutes. So as long as you can shoot a video, you don't even need to do a video. You can talk over the top of a slide um, or slides uh, and you can even just have audio. You can even have just text-based courses, although they're not very interesting. Um, but essentially, as long as you have a platform like Teachable, which I love because it's just super simple and easy to use um, and you don't have to be technically minded then you can be selling a course. All of them integrate now with payment platforms. They give you landing pages and sales pages. They allow you to upload your course content to them. You can be up and going in minutes, but actually creating a course that's worthwhile and that teaches people really well, that's where you have to put in more effort and energy and really know your stuff. Okay, and, and do you advise running Facebook ads and paid ads uh, for somebody who's just starting or, or building these information products or courses? Well, if you don't have an audience, you absolutely need to get it out some way. So Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads are useful and targeted so long as you know who you are targeting. Also, so are partnerships with people who already have an audience that you want to get in front of. Um, you know, they might have a blog, they might have a website, they might have a really great community online. And often it's easier to partner with them and say, would you be willing to promote this course for a commission? Obviously, you have to be able to stand behind your course and you have to know how to market it. But um, mm -hmm. one of the best ways when you have nothing is to partner with people who have what you need. Okay. And, uh, you know, how do you, how do you set priorities and uh, uh, since, uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, different revenue streams and not get distracted by, by a new shiny object syndrome because uh, entrepreneurs do get excited by, by starting on new projects. So, so how do you set your priorities, right? Yeah, I've always gone with my one-page business plan. It's a template that's free within my book, and I, I give it to most people on my website as well. I, it's one page because I don't like things to be over the top, and I don't like overwhelm, and it just focuses me in on my priorities at the start of every year. In fact, I usually do it in November, December. And why I love it is it's you can kind of set no more than three goals and three priorities for it. It also lists out your revenue streams and your expenses. Um, and I think just doing that gives you a really clear focus on how you are going to be financially viable and what ways you're going to make a difference. So that's one of the ways. And then I'm also, I use my own system called LifePilot, um, which is another course that my partner and I created last year, which is literally a life and business planning tool. So it keeps me really accountable. It's a geeky color-coded spreadsheet um, and a system and methodology behind it that basically every single day, every single week, every single month, every single quarter, we're really focused on what our intentions are and our goals are. And that's across all areas of life. And that's just been just a game changer for us. So um, that's what I use now. 
Got it. Uh, so, you know, I want to talk about uh, the books that you've written, which is The Suitcase Entrepreneur and Freedom Plan. Um, so, so, you know, Freedom Plan is, is what you've launched recently, but what, what made you write uh, both, the, both the books and whom are you targeting with these books? I think I spoke a little bit to the Freedom Plan earlier. So entrepreneurs who've been in business for a year or more who are really working way too hard for way too little money and being stressed out. And, you know, so many of us entrepreneurs start a business wanting freedom and these amazing lifestyles and to make an impact. And then quite quickly we get caught up in the operational day-to-day and the grind and the hustle and it's just not fun. So it's really aimed at people who have kind of got to that point where they've done well but they just think that there should be more for them that that business shouldn't be so hard all the time so how do they set up systems and sales funnels how do they build a, a team it doesn't have to be big um you know how do they really take control of their life so that they're enjoying it and how do they develop the mindset to just be uh you know living the dream in many senses and focusing on why that matters Um, And then the suitcase entrepreneur is more for those people who want to sort of essentially quit their job or take their business and run it from anywhere in the world. So it really does help people who are just starting out to get a handle on what it's going to take, what it's going to cost them to get set up, um, ways in which they can monetize themselves, and then also how they can do that while traveling the world. So there's um, more, that one's more around travel and lifestyle and business. So two quite complementary books, but for different audiences and there's tons of nuggets and practicalities in both of them. And I guess I wrote them because I've just learned so much and applied so much. And I also share case studies in my books of clients and people that I've come across who have just done just really great work. And I think it's really important to shine the light on those people because they're great examples for people who are wanting to do the same. Absolutely makes sense. Um, I, I want to talk about, uh, you know, what digital equipments uh, are you using to, to run your office since uh, you've been traveling for, for so many years and you recently come back to New Zealand and uh, have a, uh, you know, settled down at one place. So, so what, what digital equipments would a digital nomad use to, to run uh, projects and, and, and office? Yeah, I actually have a free toolkit on my Suitcase Entrepreneur website because there's just so many tools that I love. And I actually, when I think about tools, I really like to break them down into areas of your business. So, for example, your home office, so to speak, when you're doing that online, Google Drive is your repository for all your files and audios and um, videos and documents and living, breathing business plans, etc. Um, you know, Google Gmail and the G Suite is where you are able to do all your communications from. Um, and then I break it down to like customer service, so Google Forms to be able to actually survey your audience. Um, maybe you're using a help desk like Zendesk, for example, to answer questions, et cetera. Um, and then I like to think about what are you using for finances. So I love Zero for doing all my accounts. Um, and, you know, what, how are you getting paid? Is it Stripe? Is it PayPal? Um, right through into sales and marketing. So which are the tools that help you there? Like which are the tools that are helping you navigate social media so you can manage them better, save time and money like later, um, being able to post to multiple sites and see the analytics. And that's kind of like the way that I love to think about tools because I think people can get a little bit too caught up in them and, and a lot of people sign up for so many things and then they don't end up using them. So I'm a big fan of less is more. Um, and I can count on my hand probably about six tools that I use every single day without fail. 
and I could probably run my business just from them. So, yeah, again, they're featured on my site in a free toolkit, and I do talk about tools a lot in both my books. Got it. Uh, uh, you know, you you run your podcast for uh, for I think more than more than six years with more than three hundred episodes. Uh, you know, what is the best advice you can give to uh, a, you know, somebody like me who's a, who's a budding podcaster on how to grow the audience and uh, how to how to keep getting uh, you know uh, keep reaching out to great guests like like yourself? It's all about creating great content and turning up with energy. Like I, you know you are interviewing fabulous people um, and it doesn't just stop at the interview. It's about really getting the best nuggets out of those people, being able to share snippets of that out there. Um, And the more that you create valuable content that people want to listen to, the more people are likely to share it and share it with their friends. So there's a certain amount you can do on your side through marketing and promotion on social, but there's also just the aspect of creating great content that people want to listen to and want to learn from. And that's a craft and art in itself. And I think it takes time to get that right mix and also finding the voice that you want and, and your special sort of unique talent um, is what I think sets podcasts apart. And I'm seeing these days more and more of them being super well produced and they have an entire team of people doing the script writing and the editing, etc. And when you don't have that on your own side, then it's about what can you make do with that will set you apart. And it's just finding that unique sweet spot once again. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, what is the best way to, to look for sponsorships for, 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 for a podcast? Depends what you're looking for. At the end of the day, it's all about relationships. So knowing who your audience is, knowing which companies you'd really like to work with, and then honestly reaching out to them with a win-win solution. So the more you know about your podcast and its reach, the better you are able to talk to them about why it would be great to sponsor you, what benefits they're going to get back, and that it's a long-term relationship. So I've had some amazing sponsors over the years. And um it also depends if you want to use sponsorship or if you want to promote your own products um, or be sponsor free and go the route of like Patreon or pledge me or asking people to donate because, you know, podcasts cost money, as you well know, and they also cost time and effort. So I think it's just really being clear on which path you want to choose for how you'd like to um, be rewarded for all the effort that you're putting out. Okay. And, uh, you know, what is the next big thing for you and, and you know, uh, what, are, what are the areas in which you want, you want your business to get into? Uh, I'm really excited this year about developing more of a portfolio career, uh, which to me means I have my own business at nataliesisson.com, which is really around content creation. I've bought my podcast back in the last couple of weeks because I missed it. I vlog, I blog. And I have uh, some online courses there, for example, the Freedom Plan, which people can, and Life Pilot that people can purchase. So just continuing to put out content, which is something I love. And that in itself, I guess, is sort of a personal brand business offering coaching as well. So there's coaching and courses under nataliesisson.com. And then I actually have started a a side hustle this year called Beyond the Book. And it's not online anywhere, but I'm helping out authors to go beyond their book as in how do you monetize further than just publishing a book? How do you create courses, get speaking gigs, etc.? So I'm working with a couple of customers with done for you services for that and coaching. Um, and then also just taking, because I really want this year to learn and expand and put my skills into other people's businesses. I think I've had a lot of fun applying it to mine. And there's a part of me that wants to help 
other businesses. So I'm doing, where possible, just a few small contracts that really light me up, that let me expand on my skills, but help other businesses that are change makers that I believe in. So it's going to be an interesting year juggling that. And I'm just really happy that I have great systems and I'm just sort of working my way through what effort and time is needed for each of those and batching the tasks. So it's going to be a good challenging year. Okay, so so the next segment is what I call the top three. We ask the top three questions, and you can answer back uh, in say you know sixty seconds or less. So so are you ready to start? Yeah. Yeah. So so what's your favorite business book and why? Uh, it's probably been mentioned a lot. I really still do love Think Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, it's a classic. Obviously, it was written absolutely ages ago, but it's got timeless principles that you can apply to your life and business. And it's all about mindset, which is ultimately the thing that makes us successful or not. Okay. And if you could go back in time when you started working on your business, what is the one thing you would have focused on? I would have focused on having a product or service to sell. I spent about six months building community, which was great, but I didn't have an email list. So I would have focused on having an email list and a funnel so that I was able to then be able to actually earn money for all the work that I was putting in. Got it. And what's your favorite online tool, for example, Gmail or Slack? I think right now my favorite one is Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. It's a time tracking free tool and I toggle every single moment of my day, including this interview. Um, and it just really allows me to see where my time's going, um, the return on investment. Just It's a really good indicator of where your time and energy is going. And I think it's really important for us to know that so you can be very strategic about where you spend it. Okay. And, and what is the best way people can reach out to you and uh, get, get their hands on Freedom Plan? Yeah, so the freedom, thefreedomplan.co is the best site. It's the book website. There's three free chapters on there. Um, there's a free video course and more details um, of where you can buy it on Amazon and such. And also nataliesisson.com if they want to come say hi. That's where my vlog and podcast and everything lives. So I'd love for them to say hello. All right, th- uh, uh, Natalie, thank you very much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate speaking to you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.